the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death and a father, his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth. You will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A student isn't above his teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the student to be like his teacher and the servant to be like his master. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows soul for a penny? Yet none of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father, and even the very heads of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. We pray, come Holy Spirit, Lord, speak today in a fresh way that we might hear you, and in hearing, Lord, we might follow and grow more into your likeness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please be seated. Well, before we get into the text today, I want to take just a moment uh, to share some news with you. We all know that uh, back in 2013, by the faithfulness of God, the property next door, what we call the Heritage Building, was given to us. We hear that story every year in March at Heritage Sunday when the Baptists deeded the property over to St. Paul's Church for a dollar with no mortgage powerful movement of the Lord and we all know the story of how God said expand the tent and he provided this property here we were able to purchase it and then we built this building to expand the tent God's faithfulness to purpose his will to grow the kingdom of God you might not know but a year ago we had an out, outdoor service Easter service right in the parking lot, the Heritage uh, parking lot. 
And, and the result of that service, Mr. Sam Kelly was there in attendance. And the Lord moved in his heart in such a way that he wanted to sell his property to St. Paul's church. In the very same way, God has moved again in a powerful way. To purpose his will, not that we are slick, not that we are any, any, anything good about us. We're just a ragtag army who submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, who follow him. And the Lord continues to purpose his will and to show his favor and his blessing. On July the 10th, a couple weeks, we're going to close on this property next door where Dr. Tom Edwards has his dental practice. And the miracle is it's being gifted to us to purpose God's will. It's an amazing story. God has called us at this time. He continues to to build this campus, not because of us, but because of what he wants to do in and through us. It's been said that in this country there are three types of churches. There's the courageous church. There's the complacent church. And there's the complicit church. And St. Paul's Church is called to be courageous. We're called to stand for righteousness. And God is honoring that call as He continues to move in a powerful way. Proverbs 14.34 says this, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. We are called to be bold and courageous at St. Paul's Church, not to be complacent, where we just remain silent, where we're disengaged and we're apathetic, oh well. We're not to be complicit where we we embrace the agendas of this culture. We go along with anti-biblical agendas. We go along to get along. We are called to be courageous, to be bold, to stand for righteousness. And the Lord is calling us at this time to purpose His will. And we see Him continue to move in mighty and powerful ways. Today in the gospel reading out of Matthew in chapter 10, we get a mandate from from Jesus. We began this uh, chapter last week. We hear this mandate, the reality of what it is to be a follower of Christ, to be uh, courageous, to be bold in a world, in in a culture, in a society that may not always agree with us that are following Jesus. C.S. Lewis said it this way, that when the whole world is running towards a cliff, he who is running in the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. This is the world that we're living in. And we're not running in the opposite direction 
out of fear, we're running in the opposite direction to try to keep those that are running to the cliff from falling off the cliff. That's what it means to be a bold and courageous church. The mandate, the command given to us today is the very same command given to that ragtag army we heard about last week, those 12 disciples. The mandate, the command is this, get out there. There are people running towards the cliff. Get out there and tell them about me. This is the mandate from Jesus. And be my ambassadors. But hear this. You can expect opposition. You can even expect hostility. And it's going to even come from your families. But that's the mandate that we hear today. That's the imperative. That's the charge. Get out there. Be bold and courageous. That's what we heard last week. Paul wrote that we are ambassadors of Christ. We are to represent Christ in a world that is lost and hurting. In a world that everybody seems to be running towards the cliff. Jesus says today, as we pick up in Matthew... He says, I'm going to send you out like sheep among the wolves. In other words, you can expect, you're going to experience hardship. There's going to be, you're going to be brought before councils. There will be legal interrogations as you go out. You're going to, you're going to face harm. You're, you're going to be betrayed by family. You're going to be betrayed by a lot of people because of me, because you love me, and because you follow me. It was true for his disciples. All of them, almost all of them were martyred. They were killed for their faith as they went out. And friends, it's true for us. Maybe not to the degree of, 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 of being killed. This is not just a historical account of what happened 2,000 years ago. But these words are, are, are words of the Lord speaking to us of future implications as it relates to us as we live in this world. If we really want to live for Christ and be a follower for Him in this world that has gone crazy, it's mad. We're going to encounter the very similar things that the disciples did. Again, we might not be martyred, but who knows? It's gone crazy. The things that I've witnessed, I, I thought the 60s were wild. The things that, that we are talking about now, the things that, that we are witnessing in our culture, in our families, in our churches, who knows? I don't think we'll be martyred, but who knows? The question that we've got to consider is how do we respond as we're sent out? How do we respond to the cultural chaos that we are living in in this day? To the confusion of, 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 of gender, to the, to the sexual perversion that is permeating our, our, our country, to an, an anti-biblical agenda that's being Presented to us. How can we navigate all of this as we're sent out? 
all of this madness without losing heart for those who are caught up in the madness, for those who are heading towards the cliff. That's the question. I mean, we, we are to be outraged by all the evil that's going on in our culture, but we should never condone and affirm the delusion. This is the call, this is the mission of the church. To not lose heart for those who are running to the cliff. Paul writes in Romans that that when we come to a place, when we remove uh, God, when we replace God, when we reject God in a society, when we come, come to a place like that, we read in Romans 1 that God gives them over to the depraved mind, to madness. And he leaves us, we read in Romans 1, he leaves us to our own devices, which is not a good place to be. Because it's based on our own evil desires. This is the times that we're living in. When God would give society over to a depraved mind. When people are becoming deceived and delusional. The times that we live in now aren't too different from what Peter wrote about in 2 Peter. When Peter was writing about a day that's to come, listen to this. Friends, I've written both of you as a reminder, both of these letters as a reminder to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall, friends, I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the prophets of God, those who spoke the very word of God. And the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles, through those who have been sent out. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, friends, we're living in the last days. Listen to this. In the last days, scoffers will come. What's a scoffer? One who mocks. There will be people who come to mock They're going to mock and they're going to follow their own evil desires. Anybody heard of this group, Sisters of the Perpetual, what's it called? Indulgence? Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence. Maybe if you've watched baseball, the L.A. Dodgers invited them to, to come to a game. Their sole purpose is to mock They mock Christianity. There's there's a saying for them, go and sin more. You must understand in the last days, scoffers, mockers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They're going to say, when is this coming, he promised? When is it going to come? They're not concerned about what's coming. They deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of the water and by the water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed 
By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly man. Do you realize that God destroyed this earth with what? With a flood. And then he gave us the rainbow as a sign of his covenant to his people that I will not judge you that way again. Of a sign of his mercy. But fire is coming. Don't you forget this one thing that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. The Lord's not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness, but he is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Everyone that's running to the cliff, everyone. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way. Listen to the question that Peter asked. What kind of people ought you to be? How do we, what are we to do in this time that we live in? How should we live? Now listen to the answer. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. What are we to do as we're sent out with, in this craziness in, the, in this world and everybody's running to the cliff and we're running the opposite direction? What are we to do? Live holy and godly lives. How does that begin? Do you realize that the very attack, everything that God created and blessed, he created, he created man and woman in his image. He created marriage. He created children. The very attack on, on the home, the family. How do we live a holy and godly life? We do so with a healthy home. We spend time with our children and our grandchildren. We know what they're doing. Who are they talking with? Deuteronomy 6 says this, impress the word of God on your children. Talk about the word of God when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Have a strong stance in your home to counter the lies of the culture that are going to be given to our children with the truth, with God's truth. Don't affirm the lie. God's word is truth. It's the standard of everything that's right and wrong, righteousness. Jesus prayed before he went to the cross, John 17, sanctify them, Lord, talking about us, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And in this word, he created us male and female, Genesis 1:27. And he created us with, with, with purpose and meaning. And he created sex to be within the confines of marriage. And he, he created the gift of, of that to be the procreation of children. All of this has been attacked. He shows no favoritism. All races. He created every person. Because he loves everyone. And he died for everyone. To be saved. Everyone. You, me. We're all running to the cliff. But only by God's grace. 
have we turned? We're to be sent out. This is what Jesus says. This is our call. Sent out. Our faith is not to just stay put. We're going to be sent out. I went to a conference uh, years ago, and the speaker was talking about what the church is to look like. And, and uh, he had everybody at the conference. He said, why don't you all just stand? And, and, and why don't you just kind of form yourself into a church? And you know what they did? They, they, they stood and they, they, uh, they, they formed the perimeter of, of people standing. They were all standing. And they were all looking at each other. They were all standing. And, and then he said, yeah, okay, that's, that's good. We're in this together. But, but something's still missing. And then somebody said, well, what if we hold hands to show that we're unified? And, and the speaker said, oh, yeah, that's great. So they were all standing in the big circle, and they were all holding hands. Yeah? He said, well, okay. But something's still missing. And then another person said, well, why don't we just bond closer together? So they all holding hands in the big circle. They all started walking towards each other, and they got real tight. Okay, you're unified, you're bonded together. But he says, there's still something missing. And then finally, a child said, what if we turn around? What if we turn around, not look at each other? What if we look out? This is what we're called to be. We're called to be looking out. We're called to have a public profession of faith of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus says. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I'm going to acknowledge them before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I'll deny them before my Father in heaven. We're called to, to be public about our faith. To be bold and courageous about our faith. Not ashamed that we follow Jesus, that we identify with Jesus. We're sent out. Not to retreat into holy huddles. We're sent out to be bold and courageous, not unashamed, to profess Jesus, to let him be known. Because you see, everybody's running towards the cliff. But here's the challenge. Let me reiterate it, that as we step out in that boldness, we're going to have opposition. It's going to happen. It's why some of the churches become complacent. They become silent. That's why some of the churches become complicit. It's just easier to go along to get along. The kingdom of God doesn't advance through silence. And Jesus said last week that, you know what, some of the opposition is going to be harmless. That sometimes people aren't going to agree with what you're saying. He, he said, that's okay, just knock the dust off your, uh, off your sandals and move on. But today, he says, some of the opposition is going to be severe. It's going to even come from your families. You see, that's the reality of following Jesus. And it's happening right now in our day. Bob Dylan said it this way, the times, they are a-changing. It's true. Lines are being drawn in the sand. And it's becoming uncomfortable. But friends... This is our calling. Look at what he's doing in and through this ragtag army as he continues to expand the tent here. 
This is our journey. This is our race. Hebrews 12, 1, 2. We are to run our race, how? With perseverance. We don't give up. And we run our race with our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And Jesus says, listen, as you run that race, you're to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. You know, I always had a problem with that one. I don't like snakes. <laughs> wise as a snake? What are you saying, Jesus? I mean, because of the fact most people don't like snakes, what do they try to do? They try to get rid of snakes, don't they? And snakes have this uncanny way of slithering away. What Jesus is saying, be wise like that. In the face of opposition, wise like snakes, be wise to learn kind of how to avoid harm, the harm that people want to inflict on us, but also be harmless. Be gentle as a dove. A dove's a symbol of peace. We've never seen the Revenge of the Killer Dove movie. Jesus is saying, avoid the temptation to retaliate to the opposition that you're going to face. And be a person of peace and not retaliate. Be wise as a serpent to avoid the harm, but also don't inflict harm. Be gentle as a dove. How do we live in the madness of this world? We ought to live holy and godly lives. And friends, that begins with humility. And that begins with repentance. Because we don't just stand on the street corner and yell at the darkness. But we must be walking in the light as he is in the light. We don't live our lives like hypocrites. The Bible says that judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And we, the body, the ragtag army, we must first examine our own lives. We're to look at the log in our eyes before we are to remove the speck out of our neighbors. That we can see clearly as we, in humility and repentance... Turn to the Lord. That then and only then can we be empowered to stop people from falling off the cliff. I'm sending you out like sheep among the wolves. Father God, we acknowledge the madness and the craziness of this culture. But more than that, Lord, we acknowledge our own sin before we point out the sin of others. Lord, forgive us. Lord, then empower us that we might indeed stop those that are running towards the cliff in mercy and in grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.